Hello, welcome to the Oswald Game. I'm your host, Rob. Uh, if you have just been watching live, we're in the middle of the stat show on a Monday. But because stat show is all about events, I've brought on two absolute legendary event organizers to talk about events. Uh, so let me introduce you to Corey and Miles. Hello, Corey. Hello, everyone. Uh, and then hello, Miles. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good. I'm great. Thanks very much. Like I told you off air, in the middle of loads of lists. But <laughs> you both played Warhammer this weekend, is that correct? We did. Okay, Corey, how'd you do? Uh, I got my first 0-3, so super pumped about that. <laughs> what were you playing? Uh, Slaves to Darkness. Uh, Slaves to Darkness. Okay, what, yeah. like, what did you find? Did you, Was it the list? Did you? Was oh, yeah, we did, um, we did breakfast beforehand, and uh, in between a bottle of, uh, you know, or a pitcher of mimosas, we made some last-minute list edits that uh, <laughs> didn't pan out how we envisioned them to. So that's why I'm, I'm going to blame the mimosas and not my uh, player skill. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what we're going to go with. I feel like there's a certain clarity of list writing when very, very drunk that seems genius yeah. at the time. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is you don't remember it, so that's why you got to get back into the state-based performance at the event. Uh, of course. It's like oh. a flow state. Yeah, you can't yeah. enact the, the plan of a flow state not being in it. That makes sense. And Miles, you this weekend smashed it, right? I somehow did. Uh, debatable, one of the games that will not be named. But um, no, I did I did great. I got my first 3-0, so uh, I'm excited. Um, it was it was with the, uh, the boogeyman, uh, Gitz. And it was actually, I think it was, it was my second destruction tournament ever um, that I that I run destruction. I, I'm normally like an order, um, you know, fan. Um, but but yeah, it was real fun. Um, and like the, the 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 good narrative of it is a friend of ours who plays a lot of gets. We said, let's meet in the third round, and we ended up meeting in the third <laughs> round um, and having a gets off, which is like chewing on glass, but. It was really fun. Um, no way so, yeah. is that not a hilarious. Do you not keep like just pointing at each other and asking where the moon is? Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's insane because you're playing off each other's moons. In fact, we played once where that that player, my, uh, Mike, won the game off of my moon. Like it was like, <laughs> or you know, like off of like my like moon aura. Um, so yeah, that was that was amazing. Which, by the way, just real quick on Corey's thing is one of the reasons he went 0-3 was not necessarily his list building, but we had a player who we love and adore who did a 6x6x6 six by six by six Gorgrunter list, yeah. um, which was like all smash. Um, and that was amazing. Uh, so it was like all around like an amazing weekend um, of just like a fun time at Apple Mega, our kind of yeah. one of our local game shops. So amazing. So, so just so everyone knows, you guys are based near or both in Boston. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Boston area, Roslindale. And I think you're in Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah, so. Chelsea. He's just South of the city. I'm just North of the city. So we kind of hug it. Perfect. Yeah. So Corey and miles are both uh, tournament <laughs> organizers in the U S specifically around the Boston area. Uh, mm -hmm. And then um, I've got them on the show today because they're going to talk to me about events that they've got coming up, but also generally about in just generally about events. As you both heard, they're both active tournament players, uh, both lovely people. I don't think you get better representatives for the hobby. Um, and then we're going to talk about that also because Miles got an interesting spicy background when it comes to events anyway which is pretty fun, um, and how that relates to maybe the tournament scene. Because the tournament scene got a little bit of a like a, a shoe-in last week. We got a bit of a, a hit piece video, didn't we, where 
um, <laughs> tournament gamers wasn't fun. Um, and what's your, generally, uh, oh, I should mention, by the way, before we go any further, you guys have got the Iron World tournament coming up. Um, yep. uh, is, is, what's the date for that? May 27th through 28th. Uh, so Memorial Day weekend in the U.S. Um, There's going to be just right outside Boston in um, is it Linfield, Massachusetts. Perfect, perfect. We're going to talk about that in detail in a minute. Uh, but yeah, how did you guys feel about the response to uh, the tournament game kind of conversation that's kicked off this week? <laughs> Seems silly, but what do you both think? You want to I just love your reaction to it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you handled it really well. You know, it, you know, Miniac, and you kind of introduced it as like, hey, like everyone's got gripes, and you know, let's, you know, let's chat about it and like this is the perception that aos gets like especially the priority role and you know the list building and things like that but in reality like there's a lot of people that love and adore every system um so i think that was like really like keen on you to like kind of take it you know like gentlemanly i guess um was Which my take on it quite rare for Gentle me as well yeah <laughs> exactly like usually you're like yelling on high right <laughs> what do you think Corey? Um, same, same line of thing as miles, right? It's just like the, uh, the initial attack, right? I think ended up doing more good than, uh, than bad, right? Cause it's now perm like, you know, everywhere on social media, right? Every other like Twitter post or Facebook post is something, um, related to that. Right. So I think it kind of blew up the scene in a good way. So, and people are having conversations about it now and maybe it's helping people, you would have some misconceptions about the game as well, right? Um, so it's kind of an interesting thing because both of you, so you both ran the Everwinter GT in December, which mm -hmm. I was at, which is fantastic. Um, and uh, and they're going to continue to run more events. Like, so my mm -hmm. kind of question to you is, is because that was that was a pretty sellout event, right? Like that was huge compared to Everwinter yep. the year before. How big was it last year compared to the year before? Last year we had like 40 people um, at kind of uh, start of the event. Um, and then this year, I think we started with just under 120. So we grew kind of three times the size. Wow. Um, with AOS. With so, AOS, yeah. So and then yeah, 40K and then was a brand new addition. And that would just smashed out at like 100 right right out of the gate. So yeah. what was the, like, how, like, because that's kind of why I wanted to bring that relation in. Like, how, how have you found, like, bringing new people into the tournament scene? Or was it you just happened to discover 80 people around Boston playing Warhammer you didn't know about <laughs> like like is it or is there a process of like developing a community how like how did you do that like what was the process and mm -hmm. what's the process going forward yeah um so I can share kind of some of my process and Miles can share what what he does too so it's, it's a it's a joint effort so we've been um really blessed locally with an awesome um community of players right so like the the club Wicked Dicey itself is probably about like 20 to 30 players and they're all you know, within about an hour of like downtown Boston, like geographically. So we have like a really strong core, right? So we know whenever we do an event, we're going to get, you know, such our buddies to come out and support us. And then also our, our very good friends in Tough Crowd, right? That's like probably another 30 or so people. Um, so we, that's kind of our core in the AOS side of things. Um, and then through different, you know, relationships with people like, uh, you know, Team America, past, present, future, right? That gives a lot of draw to the AOS events as well. Um, so that's like the community building aspect of it, um, which is really simple and easy just because you just show up, you're a good person, you're not an ass, and then people like you and want to come support you, right? Um, the kind of mental thing that I do is I scrub BCP for every single human that's ever played a tournament 
in the last like six months within a 500 mile radius of, uh, <laughs> of Boston. Um, and so I'm like, oh, I know you, I found you. And then I go onto Facebook and I just hit them up and it's like, you know, it's, it's salesy, right? I'm just a very generic pitch of like, Hey, we got this awesome event coming on. I see you're active in the tournament scene. I would, actually, I would actually say that that's like I, I so I know that like some people might be like that feels a bit like salesy but I don't agree because actually one of the biggest bits of well one of the biggest complaints that I see from a lot of especially new players is that they don't know where the fuck events are yeah. like constantly they're like it feels like you need to know a secret handshake to know a guy who's like does the thing like has felt what it has been what it's felt like for a long time or at least maybe that's an england thing and obviously you guys are so geographically separated more yeah. than more than in england where we're falling e- over each other so like have people been generally receptive to that like messaging uh it's like so rough statistics about 70 percent of it goes unanswered 30 percent see it and say something and then maybe five percent tell me to like go you know Go screw myself, right? Um, so it's generally, when they do respond, it's generally well-received. Um, so yeah, that's kind of some of the stuff that I do. And then Miles is the brain behind the scenes on all the uh, the marketing outreach. So I'll let you talk about that, Miles. I mean, I'd also add that a lot of Corey's messaging and my messaging is like guided by the North Star of like, we just want to hang out with people. <laughs> like, come come have fun with us, please. <laughs> Um, and so like, yeah, like tailsy for sure. Cause it's, like, that's how you get something like this, like to 350 people. Um, but yeah, every time we're just like, well, what if we could get a battle tech tournament going that has 35 people and they're standing around a table with mechs and it's amazing, which we're working on by the way. Um, Don't so you talk to me, they hate yeah. me. The what? They hate me. Don't mention me. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well it's a, it's a long story it's a long story happened. but i didn't do anything this is just a real quick one i didn't do anything i woke up in the morning and like i had like 200 notifications on twitter and i was like what has happened and they were like was why are you trying laptop? to cancel battle tactic battle tech and i was like what is battle tech <laughs> <laughs> what is it <laughs> i never heard That's of awesome. it in my life so All anyway. right, this conversation never happened yeah. um <laughs> we were never here yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, um, uh, so one of our things is like Corey tackle Corey and Brad, who is, is, hadn't joined us today, but, uh, Brad's like our other, um, uh, you know, uh, like member team member. Um, and, uh, Corey and Brad tackle 40 K and AOS, um, because that's just their jam. Um, like I obviously love AOS to death, but like, we're just, you know, centering on things. Um, and then I'm like the small systems small systems, I'd say that really, uh, you know, quote unquote, just like systems that are not AOS and 40K run by multi-conglomerate English, you know, monarchies. <laughs> um, but- uh, yeah, all right, so okay, you're from Boston, I get it. All right, you threw yeah. the T in the C, yeah, we, we don't like need to talk cautious. about it anymore. Yeah, um, and so my goal is to like, bring together the, the community of like, Infinity and Legion and uh, Marvel and things like that um, so that, you know, everyone else can have a fun time. Um, and so, like, by tackling, you know, one or the other, um, you know, groups of systems, like, we get a lot done. Um, and so, anyway, my, like, to to go back on, like, what Corey is saying, basically, like, my thing is pretty pictures. I'm, I'm good at making some designs come together. I don't draw or anything. Don't, don't, don't get that wrong. But, like, I take other pictures and I make them other 
designs. And then I um, post them on social um, or uh, connect with heavy hitters in systems. So like folks, influencers, content creators, just to like, it's like, I want to pay content creators. Cause first of all, I'm like very like into that idea. Like you guys are, you know, creating content for the love of it. want to give you money for it. Um, and so that's like my way of going about it where like Corey has that like kind of sales kind of like, Hey, I'm going to like reach out to you on Facebook. I do like the, like, Hey, we're going to talk to you from, um, on high. I don't know. And I don't know if that's like the way of putting it, but. Well, well, it's quite interesting because Miles, I'd like your take on this because I think it's quite interesting. Corey, if I'm 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 not right, I'm wrong in thinking that you didn't, you haven't necessarily, other than Everwinter and everything to do with that and Ironworld, you haven't ran like big scale events previously. Or no, that was kind of my um, my foray into this was after a team tournament two years ago um, in the parking lot. One of our good friends, Sam Gould, was like, "You should run a GT in Boston." And I was in such a, an influenceable state, if you will, that I said, I should run a GT in Boston. Uh, and that's how it kind of started. So that was Everwinter 1, which was like the 40 people. And now last year when you were at Everwinter 2. Um, so, yeah, that was my first experience doing it. Everwinter, Everwinter 2 was phenomenal, by the way. Like, I've not been to Boston, so it's a beautiful city. Um, like, and if anyone ever wants to go, you should. And then like, but everything, the hotel was great. The people were great. Like, like I had like a wonderful time. Um, the dental guess, service great uh, yes yeah. <laughs> dental service really quick uh not cheap uh but cheaper than it could have been <laughs> but miles the question i wanted to ask you was um specifically uh that you've obviously come from an event background because like and you should tell people about that but then once you finish telling people about this fucking wicked story how does how do, is your opinion do warhammer events generally or tabletop gaming conventions really compare because i think that they're not that professional generally um, is my kind of take on it, but what do you think? Yeah. So, so what Rob's talking about is, um, so I'm a, I'm a Southerner. I'm not a, a, a Bostonian necessarily. So I'm from Memphis and in my time in Memphis, um, I got into some stuff. Uh, so <laughs> I used to, I used to run an illegal, um, Harry Potter convention around the country. <laughs> um, it was called PotterCon. Um, it was, uh, it was, it was the first time I'm talking publicly about it. Uh, oh, is it? Are we not allowed to talk I think about so. it? No, I love it. It's, oh. it's, I would have talked right the day after, but basically we got hunted down by, um, the VP, a lawyer at, um, Warner Bros. And they were like, you can't do this. Um, and it was basically a 21 and up, um, Harry Potter convention where, uh, kids or, uh, adults can leave the kids at home and kind of enjoy Harry Potter um with alcoholic butterbeer um and we hired talent from new york and la and we basically got them up on stage and did like sorting hat ceremonies but like with comedians uh and we did drunk or not drunk but um we did like quidditch pong um and we did like build your own wand out of like chopsticks and things like that so um it was a sold out show in um 19 cities and we were in Vegas, we were all over the place. And then kind of like the wheels hit the, we hit the brakes because again, we got served a couple of uh, lawyerly things and then we, we fought them for a bit. Um, but yeah, it, it was really fun. Um, and so I, I'm really familiar. We were actually like sponsored by um, Live Nation at the time. Uh, so that was kind of not sponsored, but like they were like working with us to organize everything. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I say illegal because like, 
you know, they didn't want us to do it because they weren't making money. Um, but also like it's um, I mean, it's an event that like, you know, I was I was very proud of like we married like five people on stage. Like, I mean, like like it was like, <laughs> well, like, like I mean, it was like really <laughs> it was really like people were really pas- obviously passionate about Harry Potter. But it was like one of those like it was an alt event where there were no alt events going on. Um, you know, it's like, oh, I can go to like, um, you know, what was it Universal? And like be treated to like very kitschy, like, you know, $12 butter beers and dragons that kind of breathe fire. Or I can like do like fan made cosplay, um, you know, and have like, I don't know, just a grand old time. Like I had people like come up to me and just be like in tears with how like much fun they were having. That's like, sorry, no, not to be like, I feel like I wasn't humble there, but like that, like it was really enjoyable and really fun. Um, I think, and so I think, I think listening to someone who enjoys running events. Uh, and the reason they like it is because of the fun people are having is something quite like that's good like you want people to enjoy yeah. themselves oh it's so important to me like Corey and i have this debate constantly where like Corey's typically you know the the smarter money no. involved person and i'm like it's a thousand dollars let's do it if it'll make everyone have a lot more fun <laughs> like and so we have this like yin and yang of like you know he kind of calms me down in that sense and so that's good um so yeah that happened um, and then to answer your second question, um, yeah, coming into Sigmar, I'm, I'm relatively new to the scene. Like I'm like, I'm like three years in at this point or something like that, which I feel like is relatively new. <laughs> I mean, it's um, half I the played, game's life. It's like, it's yeah, pretty early. well, I played, played as a kid as, as we all do and then dropped it and then picked it back up and, um, disposable income, hashtag disposable income. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, um, you know, to answer that question is, I think there are, I, yeah, I, I think there was this odd space where no one was organizing well. And I think Frontline took that vacuum up and did well with it. And they do a great event. I go to Frontline events. Don't get me wrong. I, I fear this looming like GW take over the event moniker thing. That's like, I, I fear that happening because it takes away a little bit of the love of community that comes out of that. And so that's why we, I think, love throwing our events is because like, it's kind of, you know, like it's kind of hacked, you know, like we're like kind of making things work where we can. We don't have like a multi-million dollar budget to like rent out, you know, these, um, you know, giant convention centers to make it perfect, you know? And I think that adds a little flavor to everything, right? I, like um, as someone like I'm like I live I can go to Harry Potter World in England and have been, but I would have much yeah. preferred to have gone to one of your events because it already sounds more fun. Like yeah. uh, like the, the independent the independent scene. I think I think like, like you don't want to go to the event with teacher. Like what if you can't yeah, like I don't that, drink. You know I don't drink. But what if you can't get drunk? How boring would that be? Like that, if like like there's loads of players who just get hammered and have a great time, and I like that for them because they're enjoying themselves. Um, and I like, and I don't wouldn't want events to 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 be that. And I think LVO's kind of in this not LVO, sorry, the frontline gaming events are kind of in this weird state as well, where like you can, but I'm not necessarily thinking the the event organizers are running a tournament, not running an event, and that kind of feels separate. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, that, definitely. Does that seem fair? Because I have that in England. We yeah. had we had some very dry events for years, and then these two sociopaths called John and Johnny just set up this thing called bobo where they would just have live bands play in the middle of the games 
and other really incredible crazy shit that you shouldn't have but people were just having the best time like and 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 i like that and i think that's good so like how like so the i know you've been messaging all the new players but how have those new players responded to those events like what's been the process like well like after the outreach and they kind of yeah like back. to everwinter and like and then yeah. upcoming <clears throat> iron world yeah i mean we did a, a player survey after and i think like the biggest complaint was like there was we were too close to everyone right but that was a product of um a couple of things right so like so essentially like they responded well they're just like we just need more space and it's like well we're throwing a, an event in downtown boston that's uh, <laughs> a a tough thing to to do both of right um but that was a product of right like aos was picking up more and more speed um, i think we probably sold around 150 like unique tickets um for aos and then 40k was lagging for a bit and then like out of nowhere 40k just skyrocketed from like 50 to like 100 plus registrations so we're like oh man now we have a space crunch right and we typically assume like a 20 percent drop rate so we're like okay if we get that with you know sigma we'll be around 120 if we get that with 40k we'll be you know we'll be good we'll have enough people to fit in the room and then people just didn't drop so <laughs> we're like okay well now we have another problem but, but that's honestly a good problem to have right so if you remember, right, like we ended up like changing the layout so much. People were playing games in the hallway, not in the AOS of 40 game, but we kind of re reconfigured a lot of the rooms to to fit the overflow. Um, and people seem to enjoy kind of just being in a hall with that many other gamers. Um, so I think it was generally like, you know, people have responded well to it. Um, and we hope they come back. <laughs> that would yes, be the true tell. So what things do you like? Do you think like that you can add to the event scene? Like, cause I see yeah. this a lot. I hear people being like, I'm going to put an event on. You're like, okay, but like, what is the, not even the USP. Like what's your, like, what's the motivation behind it? What, like, what do you think with Everwinter you added and then upcoming Iron World you're going to add in to try and make it so that it's more, like, is the plan to make it very tournamenty, very eventy or all of the things? No, it's going to be eventy. Yeah. Like that's like where Iron World is pretty much like um, a testing ground for us. Right. So it's like smaller event, um, less, you know risk and then what we want to do is just pilot new ideas there see how they perform and then apply it to everyone so everyone is going to continue to be like the flagship convention um we also are doing like in miles let you take this one because you really love to talk about it like this concept of like boutique events like that are just kind of something completely different off the wall and then you they're like one and done and then we might do them again or we might not um so Miles lets you share your kind of visions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's just stop talking about all big conventions and just talk about the fact that we're going to do a retreat in the middle of the woods with some teams. Um it's called like Warhammer Retreat, inspired by our friend Gil and actually co-run with Gil, but basically it's like 32 kids go to a summer camp and sleep in dormitories and play Warhammer. And so stuff like that, like that's the boutique edge of it. Um, and then we want to do like inspired, partly inspired by like cruise hammer. We want to do, which I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of cruises, but like, like events that are in location areas that are interesting. Um, you know, let's get a summer house in like with Noah, like down in Florida or something and just like have a good time. And so those boutique events are like, they're on the horizon. Um, they're going to be fun. I, Rob, I think I talked to you about one where it was like, 
hey, like America invades Europe and we go like it's like in Iceland and we all meet there together and play, um, you know, some rounds. So um, anyway, that's like I'm into Gucci. that, by the way. I mentioned that the other day to someone. I think it's going to be so fun. We're going to make it happen. Yeah. The uh, wreck up in Reykjavik. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Very really cool. Reykjavik. I like that. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So that on the horizon, everyone keep keep that in your, uh, I don't know, your Twitter feed or something. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, orchestras, we're going to we're going to change it all up. And it's just like thousands of dollars spent on just like while people are playing, we're going to you know, have violins going and stuff. <laughs> just like, <laughs> the table. Yeah, like, like it will change your mind um, for the better. So, no, I'm just kidding. I, I, you know, we just like, um, you know, back to what Corey said, which is like, we we did a survey, and I I have run. So, other quick side note that I can sum up in a sentence is I used to run five venues down in Memphis. We'd have thousand person night events all the time. We had a lot of negative feedback. We had a lot of positive feedback. Our survey for Everwinter, I can guarantee you, it was nine out of 10 people were like, this was freaking amazing, loved it, we'll come back. There was like one person who was like, I just like felt un like, I felt a little tight one, you know, for an hour, this, you know, that stunk, you know? And so like that, I'm really proud of that. Like knowing that like how much effort we all put in, like Brad, Corey and myself put in ahead of time, like that is like, that's that's a good thing. That's like an achievement. Like. It's hard to do these things. Like it's Corey said it one day, which is like, do all of this, uh, and and maybe break even, maybe you know, like um, like we put a lot of hours into this, and just like I like I'm like I like being very transparent. Is like forever winner, we broke even. You know, we had 350 people there, but like we broke even, which we're also proud of, right? So we're putting it like all of that sweat equity back into the community, right? And so, um, you know, it's just it's it's an interesting thing and so when people say hey i want to throw a big convention or an event like i just i will caution like it ain't easy um and we're professionals <laughs> like you know like we know what we're doing and we like still suck at it sometimes you know and so um that's like my only like kind of word of caution to that you know the that would be not to like do an event throw an event you know love it and, and enjoy it. but like we know a couple of people who have thrown an event and gotten hosed on like you know, they rented out a convention for $7,000 and couldn't pay it back, right? And so um, it's just, it's definitely like a thing to to think about going into this. It, it's not an easy process. Yeah, I think the other part of it too, right, is like um, the, the behind the scenes stuff is like pretty much like from like, we say like maybe a month or two months out from each event, like Miles and I probably talk to each other more than we talk to our significant others. Like it's like every morning, 7, 7.30 a.m., I text him, hey, you got a second to check in? And then we probably talk from then until 9, like Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, it's it's pretty crazy how much, like, like oh, granted, because we're just two, three people right now, right? Like, how much investment goes into it from that side of it? It's not just, you know, like, putting up the, the event website and saying, come hang out. Because you have to convince the people, right? Like, and that's kind of like the earlier comment of, I find everyone that's within a local radius and then uh, then we chat with them. Yeah. I think I think uh, the bit that kind of that, that really strikes me strikes home to me is that like uh, especially like talking to Miles and because I come from a nightclub background and I think like I think Warhammer events are, like 
I think they're close to trash. Yours wasn't. It was great. Uh, and I've been to a few that are great. Uh, the guys in the Netherlands uh, do really great events, like the Alliance Open people. Yeah. Like, it's kind of interesting. England, especially, we have this kind of thing where, like, what happens is you're going to have an event, like, I- either above a pub or, like, next to a Greg's in the middle of a city centre for, like, nine people. And it's going to be, like, it's um, it's all crowded and stuff. And it's kind of weird because it's quite a premium hobby with quite a, like... Uh, it's not even grungy. It's quite a uh, a haphazard tournament experience, like the infrastructure. And I think that feels pretty true worldwide, which I mm-hmm. find quite fascinating. Um, and I never really know why the infrastructure hasn't developed. But I think the answer is what you two have just said. You're saying, I message as many people as I can. Miles is like, I'm talking, and you're both talking to each other all day. And then Miles is like, we've got all these other things planned, but actually we didn't even make any money. It's a lot of effort to make to not even make any money. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I've always been of the opinion that people who run events should make money because you're working, it seems to be fair. Uh, and people should engage with that. Have you had any pushback from that? That's a pushback we get generally in Europe that for some reason tournament organizers should only do it for love and not to make any cash. <laughs> it's a weird one. Yeah, no pushback. I think we've been very transparent that like our like, goal in life would be to like build a big enough convention where like that becomes our day jobs right so like we've never kind of hid behind and said oh no we don't want to get paid for this it's very much like you know like that's the motivation right because like i don't want to work this nine to five that i currently work for the rest of my life i would like to do cool fun creative stuff um so i think because we've been so transparent that like you know we're not a nonprofit, we're not like uh you know, we're, we're trying to do this so that it can become a job for us. Um, people have generally been supportive of it. Um, and I think the other thing where we haven't received pushback is like, we have great support right at the events. Like, so people come, they see the the price for the event, they go, okay, that might be a little high or not, but then they see the medals, they see the price support, they see the infrastructure, they see, you know, all the banners, everything that's gone into it. And they understand like, oh, like, I'm not paying this money just to go and grunt and throw dice at someone for, you know, 12 hours, right? Like I'm going to this curated event that thought and care has been put into. So like, it feels like a little bit better, right. Than just going to that, you know, pub hammer um, type event. Not Which, by the don't way, get me, sorry, go on, uh, I was just going to say, don't get me wrong. Like pub hammer. It's like, you know, 10, 10 out of 10, like love pub hammer. <laughs> I, Again, when we're specifically talking about, like, to the event organizer in England who runs the events called Pub Hammer. I don't think we're specifically oh, talking. Okay. We're yeah. not specifically yeah, we're not, talking about you. <laughs> yeah, no, Pub Hammer always welcome. Uh, but like, like or that style, right? Yeah. Um, but no, just like, um, yeah. That that just I just want to get that across. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I've made an enemy, haven't I? Um. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot. It's a it's a lot. Of, it's a long process. It's doing it right. Um, I you know I'd also say like something for event organizers out there who are kind of like considering it. Um, you know, like give give back to the folks that you're bringing in. And like one of one of the things we're really proud of is our level of price support. We kind of overdo it every single time, um, despite our finances. Um, and people like recognize that like we had. I think it was ended up being like $3,500 worth of raffle prizes that all went to Marcella. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, but no. <laughs> she won a lot of them. There's a thing that happens in the U.S. which doesn't happen much here. Um, but you guys have crazy big raffles. 
like at your events that's or you guys well, had a, you guys had a very specific yeah. crazy big raffle well so that i mean to us i don't i mean i haven't been to a lot of a lot of events like admittedly but i haven't really seen that i mean maybe i think summer slaughter does a did a raffle um yeah and i let me comment on that which is that like the raffle is our attempt to make you know those 50 people that Corey reached out to that had never heard of us or don't play very often like super happy like we like one of our um monikers or i don't know i feel like i've said that a lot but the uh, like one of our things is like we love high level competition like it's our favorite thing in the world but like as long as everyone's having fun right so like for us like cool we're gonna have some like great prizes for like the guy who goes like best death um anthony and then the guy who goes like best crazy list that you never thought would win anything bill souza um but like the um you know if somebody can pay for a hundred dollar ticket and then get a three hundred dollar prize like you know with a 20 percent chance of getting that like that's freaking amazing for them and that like starts them off on the right foot on their like you know sigmar journey or 40k journey or you know what have you um you know so i think that's like why we love raffles and i will say like been to a lot of tournaments there's a lot of tournaments that don't like they need to give like up their prize support like i don't know not on it like if you never listen to us that's fine but like give some more prizes away like i just think it's important and also also here's like groundbreaking don't give the best painted more beginner paint sets like i think that's <laughs> like i think that would be a smart idea like give them models that they can actually paint um like that are $300 a pop, you know? And so, um, you know, shout out to Jeremy, uh, one of our uh, club members who's like won like six or seven of those events and constantly gets like paintbrushes. And we're like, yeah. well, I don't know if he needs that. Like, <laughs> probably not paint full sets can one have, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the speed paint range. You're like, oh, yeah. uh, nice highlight. And here's the speed paint range. You're like, it's not really, this isn't what I need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> the price, price support's always been really interesting to me because uh, the first couple of independents I've went to in the UK, and also, I live next to Warhammer World, and there's no prize support at Warhammer World. You just get a sticker or a trophy, like like that's it. And like, and, it, and it's it's quite in England, it's quite expensive. It's, so it's seventy English, so like a hundred dollars probably. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and like, and then you just like here's a here's a certificate. You're like, Ooh, boy. But like, I never really ever thought about it actually until I came to the US and I saw the prize support. Yeah, there's one. There we go. Second place. Well done. Good job. Good. <laughs> Um, and so I didn't really think about it. So it was fascinating watching how many surprises, how many prizes were at uh, Everwinter, especially. Like, you just kept going at some point. You're like, I'm tired. I need to sit down. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, big thanks. A lot of that to our, like, sponsors, right? Like, we have a couple stores like Midgard and Battlegrounds that sponsored some of the prize support as well, right? So that's, like, the other part of it is, like, we can't pay for everything. Um, so we try to convince other people that, you know, we're doing this thing for the long run and we, you want to get your name out there. And they typically have been very, um, you know, grateful for that because it's just exposure for their companies as well. So they, they give us a lot of cool stuff and we've worked with some pretty cool vendors as well. Like, um, was like creature caster being one of, them. um, they're a great partner of ours as well. Um, so, and that they actually help sponsor the painting competition, the wicked brush. Um, so the winners, instead of giving them paint, we gave them gift certificates to get cool, awesome models that they could paint. <laughs> yeah, I, like um, how much does the concept of turning like a tournament into an event scare you? Or is like that something that's actually more interesting? 
I think it's more interesting. Um, and I have another concept on that too, but Miles, you had something it looks like you wanted to say. Um, yeah, I, I would say from like, I would say from my side, um, one, one thing is fear, right? Which is GW, like, I don't know, like, again, relatively new, uh, used to play as a kid, but like, it seems like they just shut everything down when they get a chance. And so like, to like hinge everything on their systems is, um, you know, I don't know, it's not the smartest decision. And so like, we kind of like, when you say like, go from like, you know, like if we had our druthers, we would have like an AOS event where we'd all hang out and drink or not drink and then have a fun time. But we also, you know, we're one-sided in that sense, right? And as a hopeful event company thrower for the future, like we want to throw an event, we want to throw an experience. We we're kind of pondering this um, paint and sip thing that we want to throw like on a Friday night, you know, where it's like people get together and do things like Rob, you had your class, which I was like super stoked about um, for Slap Chop. Um, and so like, like that to me um, is, you know, um, I, I think like, you know just to like be like transparent is like we have to like kind of consider that angle you know and we're fine with it kind of getting away from like the bare necessity like hey hang out get drunk with friends have fun play um it again not saying that everyone has to get drunk but um yeah there there's that angle for me um but Corey, you're gonna say something as well so yeah i think um going from like tournament to event you have to like do a change in mindset right because like the uh, the way I think of our community is like kind of in in three buckets, right? You have the top one third, or not necessarily the top one third, but one third of them are the tournament goers. And if you threw a tournament in a you know a leaky shack in the middle of Wisconsin, they'd probably show up to it, right? So like cool, like you know you by just having the event, you've satisfied their needs, right? Um, and then you have the people who are kind of in the middle, right? Who are you know maybe um, and maybe let's split that other bucket into two, right? The people that are aspiring to be kind of those tournament grinders or the people that are also like into it and like like to have fun but they, they don't take it too seriously and then you have probably my favorite group which is you know the last third not actually the bottom third but those are the people that just go to have fun they don't care about their win record so if you don't create an event where there's something for the other two-thirds of of the population you will like kind of struggle and that's kind of the fun and fascinating thing about taking it from a tournament to like a convention is like, okay, we have all these people here. They're going to be preoccupied during the day, but they still want to continue having fun. How can we make sure they keep having fun? Um, and that's kind of been our focus as we've kind of turned from just a single event GT into like a multi-system convention, right? It's like, how can we get people having fun? Um, one of the things we tried at Everwinter that I think we're going to try again, but kind of like re reconfigure it was like this concept of like a convention wide game, right? Where like, everyone that was there could participate in like, you know, werewolf, right? And every night you send in your pick, they're like, who you think the werewolf is? And then, <laughs> you know, people either write the werewolves win or the villagers win, right? So stuff like that. Um, and, and there's I a local convention that does, they're more like side events with like a splash of like GT. Yeah. Um, and like, that's something like we we went down there, um, did some like investigating and came back with like some good ideas that we want to implement as well. Um, I also need to set the record straight here because if if a few of our friends are watching um, or catch the clip after, we did do that werewolf event and it went smashingly well, except for I was so busy that I didn't get a chance to submit the results. And so we had a bunch of people who like 
werewolfed each other and then we had like like it it went off it went everybody got like a chance to like secretly assassinate people um and i'll, I'll just say that marcella again <laughs> coming up a lot won the the whole werewolf thing I mean, this has also not been priorly announced uh, i just never got around to <laughs> say congratulations marcella yeah i didn't know didn't know she won but she won <laughs> so <laughs> I gotta Learning say, here first. I gotta say that's one of the things that I find most interesting because, um, fresh off, especially great to have this conversation today because we're fresh off a conversation about casual gamers and tournament gamers, and, and and I feel like there's a lot of like tournament gamers like have a space for them. You go to a tournament, like it's easy. Like they they've all they've always had a space, and I don't think it's necessarily always been the best space. But like for casual gamers, they don't really have, or even just people who are interested in miniature wargaming. It doesn't have to be Age of Sigmar, just Warhammer generally, or sorry, wargaming generally. They like, haven't really had a space. There are a couple of large conventions, and then that's it. Um, mm. Like being able to just go to a place and hang out with some nice people, with a people actively trying to make you have fun. Even them, I've been to some of the, la I won't like name drop, but some of the larger conventions around the world. And they're just like, you bought a ticket, go in and enjoy yourself. And the fun is very much on you. Um, and I think that that's fair, but like, I think a lot of events could make it so that they're trying to make the attendees have fun versus mm -hmm. them bringing their own fun, if that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Which sounds like you guys have got planned. We, <laughs> we're trying at the very least. Um, something too that just kind of popped in my head based on that kind of your comment, like the casual gamers and like um, them not necessarily having a space. I think a lot of that is like the like the misconception about tournament players, right? Um, and so like your casual gamer is going to be less inclined to show up to like a two-day, five-round event. Because like, oh, I don't want to go and just be like, you know, either like destroyed or like have a bad time because of a bad player experience, right? Like, first of all, like luckily that's few and far in between for AOS. But also I think I would encourage those casual gamers to kind of think about it differently, right? It's like if you're not in a community where you can go and play every week, like this is an opportunity for you to know you're going to go, you're going to get five games and meet five new friends and have an awesome time uh, versus like that fear of, playing a bad person or like just getting absolutely demolished right like and it, it's okay like it's fun to get your you know your models <laughs> destroyed yeah. um, actually i've got like a kind of take on that too which is yeah. like like um there is a lot of hesitancy there right there is from the casual gamer who's like i'm gonna show up to a tournament gonna get smashed i, I won't know my rules fast enough um uh, i just want to be like i just want to like reach out and be like it's gonna be fine just yeah. like grab a drink with friends and like it's okay to go zero and five like like totally fine like no one's like you know like pointed out and and what what's lovely like to take it out of context of like large event with multi-game systems because suspiciously like some of the game systems don't necessarily have the best environment for this but like aos oh my goodness has like the most supportive community about that like um the smoking boots award and like people like who like aim for zero and five we have a few of them in our club you know uh like they're just there yeah, to, race like, to the bottom and hang out <laughs> and uh yeah that's the was going to be the six by six by six uh gore grunters yeah. um but anyway um and then something else you just i just remembered that i don't know i have like a brain that doesn't you know complete adhd sometimes but um or add i don't know what the term is but the um 
what I was going to say is you, you mentioned going from small event or event to like conference, right? And I just remember like at the end of Everwinter, I walked down the hall and I saw Anthony who had won the tournament and he was like, hey, Miles, you know, great, you know, event. And I was like, I just like looked at him and I was like, if this event ever feels like it has like lost its community or spirit, like you need to punch me in the face. Like just, just do it. Like, cause like what this felt like this weekend was like family, right? Like this felt like community, friends, family, like at the point that like we like become bland, like, please just like, just remind me with like just one square punch to the face, you know, like, <laughs> like, please like, just let it happen. Cause like, again, like sometimes like we'll lose, we'll lose sight here and there. And like also just co to like comment on this, you, you said like, have your friends taken like, you know, are, are your friends like really supportive of this? And like, you know, I was like, we were sitting at BobCon, which is our, like, we play with uh, our, a guy, Bob. I don't know if you've ever met him, but he has his, his like little house. It was like BobCon, which is like 10 people in a house hanging out. Um, anyway, he was like, I was like telling this, I was like, I'm, I've got like a little bit of anxiety, like asking people for money in our community, right? And he said, what are you like, what are you freaking worried about? Like, if you're riding around in Bentleys, then we can talk. Like, if, you know, if like at the point you've got like, you know, you've sponsored like a Lamborghini because I'd ever buy a Lamborghini, whatever. But like, then maybe like you're an asshole, you know, but like, <laughs> just do your best. Like, you know, try like try to run this, like make a really good event for everybody. And like, you know, like do do good, you know, like, I don't know. What is that? Cotopaxi that has that motto? Do good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just like little comments I'd forgotten to mention earlier. So I think that's fair. Like I think, like yeah. I, th I think, legitimately, like y if you work hard, you should get rewarded for it. it seems si seems simple, uh, and I agree. Okay, so Iron Shut World. Up. If I want to go, um, how do I find out about it? Tell me, what do I do? WickedDicey.com. Wicked this is where I <laughs> WickedDicey.com. Um, and we were joking in one of our. So we have a show too. We have a YouTube. We're just starting out. We're not as good as Rob. Uh, I was about to mention <laughs> that actually. You yeah, have a you have uh, a you have a show. I've tuned into the show. Yep. Thank you. Uh, it's, we have, we've had some dips and we've had some really great episodes. I love it. Um, but yeah, check out Wicked Dicey on YouTube. We've got a lot of live shows right now. Like we're working on the like clip it and actually make YouTube find us thing. Um, but like, you know, we'd love to have you um, check it out audience. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, no, it's, it's been really fun. Like a lot of, like the intro is like obnoxiously early show. Cause I think like, in secret, we want to kind of work on our cadence and like, I don't know, we're not broadcast like material yet. Like, so um, we're trying to figure out kind of our groove and and get things rolling on that. So anything, if you ever want to hear about us, if you want to check out Iron World, Wicked Dicey, just type it in. I'm sure it'll show up on Google eventually um, working on that. Um, and so, um, yeah. Wicked we'll have our, um, our 10th episode actually this Friday. It'll be a, a milestone for us. Oh, congratulations. 10th episode. Uh, what are you going to be covering? Battletech, I assume. Oh, I have actually no clue. We normally figure that out like the Thursday night before the episode. We we're like, oh, shit, we need to do a show. Who's available to come on? Yeah, I'm like <laughs> cutting a thumbnail at like 1 a.m. <laughs> like, need to need to think about what this th show is actually about. Um, so, so yeah, it's fun. We've had Jeremy uh, on it again, like six or seven time, you know, uh, paint winner for major competitions we had Darren Watson, yeah. uh, Zach who did a 200 clan rat list which he took to this RTT this weekend um, and some other lovely folks um, so yeah we're getting there we're working on our way out through the on the on the YouTuber 
Well, I think what's nice is it's quite clear you guys want to build like a little community. Uh, so that's super fun. You even live streamed Everwinter yourselves, right? Um, yep. And then you, you plan to do more. So that's awesome. Uh, thanks both being on the show. Uh, like, if you guys want to find out any of this information, I'm going to include it in the show notes. If you listen to it as a podcast, same thing. Uh, there are show notes on podcasts, so people don't know that. They, uh, <laughs> they, they're like, what? What? How do I do this? But There's a there. description? There's a description! <laughs> uh yeah so do leave and also if you want to review uh the podcast please do that um i always like to i i don't know if i've ever been reviewed on the podcast actually i've never read any of the reviews so i assume but anyway um yeah uh they'll be down there go click them and if you are uh around that area then go check it out or if you want to fly do you want any international visitors flying over well, or this one? Coming. all of them who's coming sam morgan from australia he's coming oh i fucking love sam morgan he's amazing yeah, he's great yeah Wow. Okay, that's yeah. great. I did not know that. That's hot. A big surprise. I saw the ticket registration come in, and I texted Joe Pagano. I was like, is this the same Sam? And he was like, yeah. Oh, so, my God. Amazing. Yeah. I'm really – I mean, right, like, for – and that's, like, one of the really cool things, I think, um, not to take up too much more time because we're close to the end, um, is just, like, having that community spread the information, and then someone from Australia decides they want to come check out our event. Like, that is the cool – like, that's the reward, right? is you see people that travel and uh you know i met sam last i was fortunate to meet him last year in um in prague and now i get to see him again so that's really cool love that all right well thanks very much gents uh it's been super fun having you on um if you've been watching this uh then i hope you enjoy it and please do give these guys the chance because i got nothing but good things to say about them so if you like me you should like them 